You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Family, we have to remind ourselves that life does not just happen. Life involves a lot of choices, decisions that you have to make. Sometimes it seems like a good decision, but it's not a God decision. That's why we need God to lead us, to guide us, and to help us. Listen to your conscience and decisions that you make. Think about Ruth for one minute. Ruth, she was a Moabite. Moabites were not even allowed into the temple. Moabites were not allowed even to worship with the Hebrews. Think about that. What did she say to Naomi? She said to Naomi, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. She was saying, I'm going to worship your God knowing that it's not going to be easy. But she was making a spiritual decision that changed her life. Today, she's part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. From a natural point of view, it was not an easy decision. She made a spiritual decision that impacted and changed her life. She had character that even in that difficult situation, remember, she had lost her husband. Going through a difficult situation in a country. Her mother-in-law saying, I'm leaving you here, I'm going. Her mother-in-law telling her, you can stay. I know as a Moabite, it's not going to be easy for you. And she said, no, I'm going with you. She had loyalty. She had commitment. She had godly character. Things that we need to be successful in life. Everybody faces challenges. Many people are going through difficult times right now. But God gives us the power to persevere. You need perseverance to finish strong. It's not how we start, it's how we finish. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 94. You know, when you are trusting God just to finish the building, trusting God just to finish the building, and you need just so much money and you see, okay, it's there, and suddenly it seems like your whole world falls apart. When you realize the chairs are going to be this much, the sound is going to be this much. You still need so much to finish with the finishes. You still have to do this and this. Have you been in a situation like that where it almost feels like your world is falling apart? You think you've just got it together and it seems like your whole fate is hanging on a small little string. God says, in that moment, I want to give you strength to persevere. Anybody can say thank you Jesus when it's going well. But when it seems like your whole world is falling apart, it takes a man and woman of faith to say thank you Jesus. To say God you're a good. You are faithful. You are very reliable. You're going to do what you said you're going to do. 
Psalm 94, verse 14. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. For the Lord will never walk away from His cherished ones, nor would He forsake His chosen ones who belong to Him. You know what that means? In this building project, I know God is not going to walk away now. God wants to walk with us. He says, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be with you. God is not scared of anything. He says, I'm going to walk with you. When he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. He got a pillow. Placed it at the back of the boat. Why? Because he knew there was a storm coming. Put his head on the pillow and fell asleep. It was the disciples that said, God, Jesus, how can you be sleeping when you know there's a storm? What did he say to them? He says, why didn't you speak to the storm? Family, listen to me. It's very easy in a situation where there's a storm, when the waves are this high, to speak in the clear high waves. But in a critical moment like that, we can quickly see who's a man and woman of faith who will speak and declare what God has said. God has given us the strength to persevere. A matter of fact, your challenges that you are facing right now is there for a purpose. If you believe God has called you for a purpose, that He will not walk away from your situation, that He is cherishing you as a loved one, you can know whatever you are facing right now has a purpose. That purpose is to develop your character. Listen to me. It's not your gift that will get you into heaven one day. It is your character. Your character. God is more interested in your character than anything else. For you to become like Him. Romans 5. family listen to me when you're a christian every challenge that you are facing is just to advance your spiritual walk with god to advance his cause his purpose in your life in the spiritual walk god is in control amen say pastor you don't know what i'm going through Family, it's not what you are going through. It's who's walking with you. And who have you put your trust? I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. It says in times of trouble, don't let your face look sad. Let there be a joyful confidence that takes hold of you. Why? Because you know you're going to have victory. Knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. Family, through faith and patience, they inherited the promise. We live in a society where everything is instant. It's through that that God is developing patience, endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy, 
because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. The quality of our faith is determined by our attitude towards God, not only in the good times, but in the hard times. What are you saying? What are you confessing when challenges come your way? My God is good. My God is faithful. My God will see me through. It was a Ruth in a situation that seemed hopeless that said, your God will be my God. I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to remain faithful because I know God will see me through. Used wisdom in her situation. Family, counted all joy when you fall into various trials. Why does the Bible say that? Because we know the end result. We know the end result. When you know the end result, you can be happy. But when you don't know the end result, there's reason for you to worry. But if you know that God has given you a promise and God said, I will see you through, you can rejoice. That's what separates true men and women of faith. And those that are just confessing it with their mouths, but not believing it in their hearts. God wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Amen? Any of you doubt that God wants to build this church? No. Sometimes it's much easier to believe that God wants to do something good in another person's life than in your own life. Say, yes, no, I know God, you will help this person. But in your own, think, oh, God, I know you'll help other people. But God, you know what I've done wrong. You know how many mistakes I have, Lord. Lord, I'm sure they pray more than me. Lord, I'm sure they fast more than me. I'm sure they read their Bible more than me. And you compare yourself to others. Listen to me. There's no competition in destiny. What God has called you to do is for you. Not to compare yourself to others, but to do what God has said you must do. Joseph, when he was in the pit, he didn't accept it. He didn't say, oh, I was meant for a pit. I knew it was going to happen. Huh. It's even deeper than what I thought. And my brothers, yes. No. He said, I know where I belong. I don't belong in this pit. I belong in the palace. When he was in prison, he didn't behave like a prisoner. He behaved like where he belonged. And they put him in charge of everything. And he was faithful. He was loyal. He was committed. Even when he was in prison. Because he knew God was busy with a process. And God empowered him to persevere. And he did not change his confession in anything. We so quickly change our confession. Especially, my personal experience with South Africans, we are very emotional. Let me see your hand. You know you're a little bit touchy. You're a little bit oversensitive. If you're just walking through the church and, and they're sitting on your chair, you're like, my God, where are you? Family, listen to me. Troubles don't come because we've made wrong decisions. But we live in a very complex world. 
world of contradictions, people saying one thing and doing another thing. Do you think God is not aware of these things? He's aware of it. The most important thing for you, are you born again? Are you linked up with God? When you are linked up with God, you know defeat and failure are things of the past. That you are busy walking with God. You know where you are going. These things that are coming here are just some fruits busy dying from where you are coming from. That's why in this new journey, make sure that you plant righteous seeds. That you continue to do the right thing. Make good spiritual decisions. In our spiritual walk, both the good decisions and the bad decisions that we've made are there to help us to become better. Some of the things that you've done wrong in the past has been some of the best things in your life. Because it's realigned your life not to make the same bad decisions again. I heard a story a while back. It's one of the big car manufacturers. The, the, one of the guys made a hundred million dollar mistake. And he went to the CEO with his resignation letter. And he said, I'm going to hand in my resignation letter. I know I've made this mistake. It's public. And the CEO said, I'm not accepting it. And he said, why? He said, I know you will never make this mistake ever again. I'm not allowing you to go to another company and be the benefit to them. I'm keeping you here because I know you'll never make this mistake again. How's that for an attitude? We here, we're so emotional. We're like, you think I'm going to accept this? You're not resigning. I'm firing you. Go. Think I'm going to make it easy for you. No, no, no. God must help us. Amen. God must help us. Turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 6 verse 9. The key is salvation. Are you born again? Family, there's a need for our faith to be tested. Because the testing of our faith produces a promotion. And your promotion qualifies you for a reward. Your reward is what makes you one with the difference. The greatest reward that we've received from Jesus Christ is the presence of our Father, the Holy Spirit in our lives. Hebrews 6 verse 9. Having said that, beloved, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from your salvation. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate as you continually serve his beloved ones by the glory of his name. God is not asleep. God is not unfair. If you are born again, salvation means you are linked up with God. It means the beautiful things, the good things which are in heaven will start to flow into your life and have an impact on everything that's around you. What happens when we go through tough times? We are born again and we are Christians and we are linked up with God. And those beautiful things will start to flow into our lives. But then we start behaving out of character. We start saying things we should not say. Think about Job. What he went through. 
It's a testimony to us. It's there to encourage us. The Bible says that Job, in everything that he went through, he never sinned. He never charged God with any wrong. Lord, why are you allowing this? Why are you doing this? The Bible says he did not charge God with any wrong. He held on to his confession that, Lord, you are a good God. You are faithful. You will do what you've said you would do. Family, it's here where our faith as Christians are really being put to the test. That's why when you are emotional, you will say what you feel. But when you are spiritual, you'll say what you believe. When you are emotional and you are getting hurt, you will say what you feel. But when you are spiritual, you will say what you believe, what God has said about your situation. Can you see the need for us to be spiritual, to be Christians? How do you become more spiritual? By reading your Bible. By getting God's opinion about your situation. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 8. He will keep you steady and strong to the very end. Making your character mature so that you will be found innocent on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is forever faithful and can be trusted to do this in you. For he has invited you to co-share the life of his son, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our king. God is more interested in your eternal glory than in your current comfort. He is busy shaping your character so that you can become more like him. Have you ever prayed the prayer, Lord, uproot everything. That is not of you and plant everything that's of you were you thinking nicely what you were saying what you were asking god because there's so many things in our lives which we think is of god which is not of god but now we've given god permission to remove those things lord let your fire burn through me and cleanse me from everything that's not of you and you start to rebuke the devil Joseph that said, my brothers, I just want to tell you what God has shown me in a vision. You, my brother, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You all eleven of you, plus my father and my mother, will bow down before me. Did God show him that? Yes! But he had arrogance in his heart. And God had to deal with that arrogance and that pride. Because if he did not deal with the arrogance and the pride when he was a ruler, when he was supposed to help his brothers, he would have killed them all. He would have used the power, the authority, not to help, but to harm. Ask yourself, if God had answered your prayer right now, are you ready to help people let me rephrase it. Are you ready to help your enemies? Or if you can call fire down from heaven and somebody offends you, will you say, uh, do you know I can call fire down from heaven? Are you sure you still want to sit here? Or maybe you just want to move up one. 
Can you see why God cannot entrust many to heal and to deliver? Because if you have it, you'll use it not to help people, but to harm people. That's why God puts you through a process with glory and tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And the Bible says that hope is not a fantasy. It's a reality. You can hold on to it because that hope is the first ingredient of faith. And remember, faith works through love. That's why you must be able to love your brothers, Joseph. You are arrogant. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to put you through a process. But it will produce endurance in you. It will bring hope in your heart because my love has been poured out on the inside of you. Job, even his wife was encouraging him to curse God and to die. The Bible says, God will rescue me because I've set my love upon him. When you hear that word rescue, it means it's trouble. It's not like, okay, let's think about can we, like if you rescue somebody from a sea where there's waves and the person is drowning, rescue means it's trouble. It means there's waves coming over your head. It feels like you're going to die. David said, because I've set my love upon him, he will help me. He will deliver me. He will rescue me. Family, when you are linked up with God, even when there is a storm, you can have peace on the inside. When you have peace here, you can have peace here. When there's peace here, you can make a good spiritual decision. When you are angry here and offended here, you cannot make a good decision. Because now you'll filter all your decisions through this offense or through the revenge or through the bitterness. If you, let me just simply, if I'm offended with my wife and bitter towards my wife, everything she does, I will falter through this offense. Now, even if she's running late to maybe pick up the kids, and then she's writing exams, and where she thought she was going to take one hour, it takes two hours, and everything is late. Just situations. And now I get home. And there's no food. If I'm bitter and offended, huh, you're not going to feed me again, woman. What's your problem? Hmm? Don't you know a man is hungry when he gets home? You know what I'm talking about. If you're offended and bitter, that's what will come out. But when there's love, then you will say, my daughter, wow, was it a tough exam that you took so long? My wife, it must have been tough. You, you thought you were going to get through the traffic earlier. Now you've hit the peak traffic. I understand. And there's love. And your mind can be at peace. But when you're angry here, you're angry with everybody. Even then, if, if there's something there, and this bottle, say, has got no, hasn't got a cap on, and I'll... I'm coming here and I, and I bump it and I mess the water. 
I did it. What stupid usher put the thing here that I can mess the water like this? Can't you ushers think? What is your problem? Do you have situations like that in your house? It's time to check your heart. Amen. What is your heart towards your family? Thank you, good usher, for picking up the water bottle. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Amen. Offense will breed offense. Now I may be upset with him. Long before I know, within a few days, I'm suddenly offended with all the ushers. Because you cannot limit an offense just to here. Or sometimes at work, say, Brother Simon and myself work together, and now I'm offended with him about something that happens. I wanted him to do something. He didn't do it. I'm offended with him. I'm keeping it in my heart here. When I get home, that offense will start to manifest towards my wife and my children. Don't think an offense towards a brother or a sister will not affect your relationship with those around you. And now when you're supposed to have power and strength to persevere, you cannot persevere. Because when you have to think upon the things that God wants to do in your life, you're thinking upon these things that have upset you. When you want to worship and you want to look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of your faith, all that I see is Francis' face here in front of me. France, what are you doing here? Get away. There's water bottle now. You say the devil wants to stop me from worshiping God. It's your own heart. The thing with Job in what he went through, Job 1 verse 21. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22. In all this Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Just because you have a relationship with God does not mean you will not go through challenges. Here Job had a relationship with God, but he went through challenges. Job 2 verse 10. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. Most of our problems, our challenges that we are facing right now are tongue problems. Things that you have said. Words that you wish you have never spoken. Words that you'd like to pull back. But you cannot. Tongue problems. You've got one mouth, two ears. Listen twice as much as what you talk. Most people don't even listen. They just talk. Cause problems for yourself with your mouth. Job never sinned. And the Bible says what he went through is a testimony for us. The New King James says... Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. God will see you through. He restored double back to Job. Listen what the Passion Translation says. Since each of you are part of God's family, never complain or grumble about each other so that judgment will not come on you. Don't complain and grumble against each other. You bring judgment upon yourself. Why? 
Romans 2 verse 1 says, Therefore you are inexcusable. For whosoever or whatsoever you judge, you condemn yourself because you practice the same thing. What does that mean? Give you a simple example. Brother Simon, he doesn't smoke. I know he doesn't smoke. But let's say he's a smoker. Okay? And now here I come, I don't smoke. I judge him because he is smoking. Say, ah, you're a smoker. Where does judgment come from? Judgment comes from our hearts. Where does God look? He looks at our hearts. So if I'm judging him about cigarettes, what is in my heart? Cigarettes. So when God looks at my heart, what is he seeing? Cigarettes. So I'm coming and I'm judging him because of his cigarettes. Therefore you're inexcusable for whosoever or whatsoever you judge. You condemn yourself because you practice the same thing. He's smoking and he's loving God. He just needs to be delivered from that. God just has to cut it off and remove it from him. And he's coming and saying, Jesus, I love you. Help me. Oh, this nicotine is killing me, Lord. Just help me. I'm putting my trust in you. You have things yourself. Deliverance is a process. So don't judge your family that's drinking or swearing or cursing or doing this or that. Oh, you do this. I don't do that. Do you think so? You're judging people in your heart about those things. You think God won't see it. What you are doing is you're making yourself judge. And there's only one judge. It's God. That's why it's so terrible to judge people. Say, Lord Jesus, help me. Remember, I'm talking to Christians here today. Amen? Talking to Christians here today. Amen. <laughs> Since each of you are part of God's family, never complain or grumble about each other so that judgment will not come on you. For the true judge is near and very ready to appear. My brothers and sisters, take the prophets as your mentors. They have prophesied in the name of the Lord and had brought them great sufferings, yet they patiently endured. We honor them as our heroes because they remained faithful even while enduring great sufferings. And you've heard of all that Job went through. And we can now see that the Lord ultimately treated him with wonderful kindness, revealing how tender-hearted he really is. Family, there's nothing more ridiculous than looking at your current situation, trying to see whether you are truly a son of God or not. The devil wants you to question your sonship. Trials and tribulations, testings, has a voice shouting at you. Oh, you say you're a Christian. Why are you going through this? You say you're the son of God. Why are you then facing this? It's ridiculous. Because of your current situation, to now feel condemned, to think that God is not faithful, to change your confession. The true quality of your faith is revealed in that moment by what you confess. In the hard times, in the good times, Jesus is good. Jesus is Lord. 
Jesus is faithful. Because we know the end intended by the Lord. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. The Phillips translation says, a man's entire life is based upon the seeds that he has sown. So if you are in a difficult situation now, don't plant the wrong seeds. Plant the right kind of seeds and you'll see the right kind of harvest will come. Make the right decisions. The question here is, are you born again? If you are born again, you are firmly in the grip of God's hand. Nothing can separate you from God or His love. If you are born again, you know God will see you through. You can say with all confidence, count it all joy. I glory in tribulation. Because you know God will see you through. When you hold on to that positive confession, you'll see God will empower you to persevere, to see it through. Because when you go through that, you'll see God's name will be glorified. A.W. Tozer said, whatever fascinates you will guide you. So pray that the only thing that will fascinate you is God and his marvelous glory. Whatever fascinates you will guide you. So pray that the only thing that will fascinate you is God and his marvelous glory. I'm going to read one last scripture from the Passion Translation. I'm going to read one last scripture because most challenges that people are facing is money challenges, money difficulties. A.W. Tozer said, the thing that will fascinate you is the thing that will guide you. So as money is fascinating you, money will guide you. And when you are fascinated by money or desperate for money, you'll not look at the source of that money. And that which is intended to be a blessing, you can take it from the wrong source. The same is true of giving. You cannot, we've seen it now, all these heists where they, uh, of these vehicles, go steal a million rand then, then come and tithe. You cannot do that. Hello? Some people, no, just bring the money, God will bless it. No, no, no. Nothing like that. Look at the source of your money when you want to give it. Because what comes from God is what we give back to God. Amen? We love God because he first loved us. We can lift up holy hands because he has made us holy. Amen? Hebrews 13 verse 5. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have. For you always have God's presence. If you have God's presence, God's glory, your situation will change. For hasn't he promised you, I will never leave you alone, never. And I will not loosen my grip on your life. So we can say with great confidence, I know the Lord is for me. And I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. When you know God is for you you'll find strength to persevere in your situation. God says, I'm not going to lose my grip on you. I've got you. I'm going to see you through. I'm holding your hand. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. Even through this difficult time, these challenges, 
I'll take you through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God says, I will be with you. In the time of trouble, I will rescue you. I will deliver you. Don't run away from God. In any situation, run to God because he is the answer. He is the solution. He is the one that will see you through. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.